we're live. Okay, so the other day I went to Books of... Are you okay, Zach? <laughs> Sorry, I just forgot yes. to pull something up for later. Your tongue just stuck out of your mouth like one of those pugs that like their tongue is too big for their mouth and they can't get it back in. <laughs> visual comedy, it's, our, it's the yep. best thing we do. It's on the Dope best part of this podcast is the visual comedy. If no, it sounds great. If it sounds like I'm in the Amazon rainforest, it's because my washing machine is going. Uh, anyway, the other day I went into Books A Million and I realized I didn't have a copy of Spider's Web because uh, that's an Agatha Christie book that's not by Agatha Christie. Like she wrote the play, but another person adapted it into a book. So I didn't actually have the book, the novel version. So I found that at Books A Million for cheap and I got it. I walk up to the counter. I told Charlotte this story, but I felt like the fans deserve to know. I told Zach's story as well. I get up to the counter and the guy goes, and this is like a young guy about my age. He's kind of got like skateboarder hair. And not the kind of guy you'd expect to be working at a bookstore. Do you mean skateboarder hair as in like uh, like 2013 Zach or like spiky? Uh, 2013 Zach. Okay. Maybe like a little close more, to what I have now, but a little, a little more Blink-182. A little more Blink-182. Yeah. 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 And he goes, what? hey, I like Agatha Christie, but he says it in a way more cool way. He's yeah, just, hey, I like Agatha Christie. Yeah, he had a whole song about it. And he goes, and he even says, like, he spits out a, a fact about her. He says, did you know she is the best-selling author of all time? She's only behind Shakespeare and the Bible. And he says that. And then he, I say, yeah, I knew that. And then he says, the last one I read, and it, he read, the last one he read was Sparkling Cyanide, a deep cut. So naturally, yeah. the next thing I say should have been, Hey, we have an Agatha Christie podcast called Don't Drink the Tea. And instead, but what you said was nothing. Uh, do you guys take coupons? <laughs> I said nothing about the podcast. Oh whatsoever. my goodness. And this guy, I, he might be listening if he's that big of an Agatha Christie fan, was the coolest person I've ever met in my life. And I, oh, you. I wanted to wow. be his <laughs> You met Toby Keith on the podcast. <laughs> And he was cooler than that. Wow. <laughs> and I did I not slap that. your mouth. But you've had moments like that too, right, Charlotte, where people, it, you have such an, like an obvious situation where you could bring it up and you just can't bring yourself to do it. I think sometimes, yeah, your, your brain, it, it's so obvious that it should be the next thing you say that your brain goes, nope, I'm it's done. So, it's so hard to say, I have a podcast. It's just so hard to get those words out of your mouth. I practice in front of a mirror. <laughs> I, have a podcast. I have a podcast. Don't drink the tea. It's a podcast. It's about books. I told somebody at work the other day, and they were not impressed. And, and then I was mad that I wasted it on them. Yeah. I don't, it wasn't that they weren't impressed. They, they didn't know what to say. Because that's the other fear, I think, when you throw that out there. And it's like, oh, it's like telling someone you're a stand-up comedian. Moving on. That's nice. And also it had this kind of thing, like he was so cool and chill about it. He was kind of like an everyman. Like, you know, he knew enough about Agatha Christie to get by at a dinner party. But like, I go like, I have a podcast. Like, I have all the books. I have an Agatha Christie tattoo on my arm. 
Were you and, throwing the dinner party? Because I've never been to a dinner party where people are like, let's discuss Agatha Christie's work. It just comes <laughs> up naturally. I think that's only at your dinner parties. Well, that's the kind of guy I invite. Skateboarder, Blink-182. So how can you save this? Like, can you go back? I have to go back and just buy one that I already have and try to recreate the scenario. Like George with the shrimp? Exactly. Right. The jerk store called. It's it's not going to work, though. I'm going to have a different employee or, like, he's not going to talk about Agatha Christie this time. (laughs) And then I'm going to be like, you like this book? Because they always try to talk to you about something when you when you buy something there. And yeah. this is the one time that it hasn't been weird. Like one time I went up there with an Agatha Christie book. It was back when like my mom bought it. So, you know, last week. And mm-hmm. the work my mom said, yeah, he's trying to collect all the books. And the worker looked at me with disapproval and said, you know, there's like 80 of them, right? Like I couldn't do it. Like it was a challenge. Well, maybe he thought that your mom couldn't afford it well she's right i did bankrupt the family with uh, my crippling addiction welcome to don't drink the tea the i got the christy podcast where we analyze our books one by one i'm josh i'm charlotte i'm zach and we have two special guests today some sp- guests from something we talked about last podcast when charlotte stepped out on don't drink the tea and joined someone else we have brought them on to the podcast to confront To say them. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to say keeper, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Take her back, please. We have Sabrina and Ivy. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. And we will steal her back again one day. So be, be honest. Pretend she's not listening. Was she well-behaved? Let me cover up her Zoom screen. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. She yeah. was she was the most professional person I've ever worked with in our short time on the podcast. It's true and because how- when we do our podcast, it's usually just us like banging rocks together. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, sounds more interesting than this podcast. I'll be honest. <laughs> I love your guys' podcast. I enjoy it so much, and I have listened to every single episode now, and I well, look forward to them when they come out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm also a fan. I'm not caught up. I haven't listened to every single one yet, but I like your podcast a lot. I forgive you. That's all right. I have learned so much. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. So our podcast is called Don't Tell Me Things I Already Know. Mm -hmm. And it's basically we alternate me sharing something that Ivy probably doesn't know and then her sharing something that I don't know. And uh, when... um, Charlotte was on, we bent the rules a little bit because we all knew about Agatha Christie's disappearance, but we just chatted about it anyway. Nice. So I'm just trying to do the math here. So we have both hosts from your podcast. Oh my God. You've only had one of our hosts from your. So what is that? So that means that you guys are getting your own episode coming up. the best topic is gone but maybe we can find something like murdery adjacent mystery we don't don't have to talk about murder we we can talk about it josh knows a lot about cooking now oh really oh yeah he's been cooking for a while yeah i know how to boil water 
I saw that chocolate <laughs> milk. That was impressive. The chocolate oh. milk mixing. Thanks. I do have chocolate milk tonight. I'm trying to keep it professional. You don't have any straws to blow bubbles, though. That would be the that'd be the real thing. I really I want chocolate milk. It's nice that like we feel really privileged that you would say that we could come on your podcast, especially when we held you captive, like until you said that we could. Like a government <laughs> shutdown. Honestly, I just didn't think you'd be interested, but. Yeah, well, I'm not, but thanks for asking. <laughs> no, we're a package deal. That's like, right. Whenever we were on the, on talking about it with Charlotte on the last episode we did, Three Act Tragedy, I said something about, oh, we're going to guest star. And Zach said, together though, right? <laughs> I can't do this. He's afraid of being by himself. It's peanut butter and jelly. You cannot have one without the other. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel that Zach would um, would fit very well into your guys's theme, though, or, mm-hmm. or like your your atmosphere, because he knows he a know. lot of random oh. things, and he, he'll know a lot about a random subject. Because because you're always doing that, Zach. Like when we're on about something, and then you'll be like, "Well, did you know?" And you'll have this huge list of facts on something random. You remember his rant about frogs? Like he like went 15 minutes talking about all he knew about frogs. I don't remember this. I don't remember I don't that feel either. like I have much knowledge of frogs, <laughs> you, I'll be honest. You, it wasn't that extensive, but you like made it last. Was it basically the sentence that the old guy from Jurassic Park says? About- no. Okay. That's all I feel like I know at you this mean, point. Alan. Yeah. Alan, do you know that frogs are always around? So moving on from frogs. By the way, Zach, thank you for changing your name because that's (laughs) what I wanted to put the full thing. And I was like, you know what? I can't deal with uh, Josh's animosity towards it. So I just went with Greta. (laughs) I don't have, okay. So well, the audience doesn't know. Charlotte's name is Greta. Keep it as a visual gag. (laughs) Zach's Zach's name is Van Fleet. I don't have any animosity towards Greta Van Fleet. I just have have a problem. You have with animosity some... with me listening to Greta Van Fleet, which makes no sense. That's not it. I had a problem with someone who said that they were better than Led Zeppelin. That's not my are... fault, though. I don't have a problem with you. I just always think about it when I hear one of their songs. Because I always get the backlash for it. Like it's... I'm sorry you're the only one around when a Greta okay. Van Fleet song is on. Well, I only know you three people ex- that listen to them, and you're the most prevalent one. I have not a single one of their songs, and I feel mm-hmm. Imagine Led Zeppelin, really? but like a little Junior. worse. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that. version of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and I'm goofy. Remember that. <laughs> Are you goofy? Because I am. No, they're a good band. I, they, okay. they have good songs. Yeah. Well, and I, it's okay, I'm now goofy. I understand where the, the it's hate like was coming from yeah it's like a knee-jerk reaction like every time i hear one of their songs i just have to quickly address like for anyone who's around me that thinks that they are better than led zeppelin or doesn't know that they are like a, a little bit of a copy of led zeppelin i just have to get it out there so if the guy in books of million would have like had like if you would have gone in wearing a greta van fleet t-shirt which you wouldn't have done but if he would have said something about it you would have definitely addressed that but you wouldn't I would address have said, your own podcast. I, yes. I would have said, yes, but they're not as good as Led Zeppelin. And he said, I didn't say anything about Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it's sad. 
Or he would have said, who's Led Zeppelin? And then you would have... Uh, Wept openly. Yeah. He would have realized he was born in 1998. Right. <laughs> the 97 here got no me all of that experience. <laughs> I know, me and my sister had a discussion about this the other day, how basically 98 and 99 are both not, don't count <laughs> as the 90s, apparently. What? I'm 99. <laughs> I thought you were 2008, Zach. Well, you're so 2000 and late. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 man. You got me with that one. That was the worst thing I've ever done. That's like I the think the 90s we've done on this podcast. I think the 90s continue until 2001. 2001 is when things got different. A space Odyssey. Yeah. I believe the same thing, but apparently she doesn't agree. She thinks it doesn't count. <laughs> Oh, like no. I was born in '88, and that counts as the '80s. Like when I was alive, there was a Soviet Union and the first President Bush, so that counts, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm old. I don't know what anything <laughs> that happened in the '90s. So I, I couldn't What's be like when well, I was born. It was the year was 1999, and that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Back in my day. That's right. <laughs> so. Why don't you both tell us what, before we get into the book, what your connection is, if anything, to Agatha Christie, besides reading this book, if you did, for the podcast. Ivy, you go first. You're, you're the Agatha Christie geek. Ooh. So let's go back to about a year ago, and I was super bored, and I decided that I wanted to buy books because I felt not intelligent <laughs> anymore because I haven't <laughs> read books been. in forever. So I go and look on Amazon and it recommends an Agatha Christie book. And it happens to be ABC Murders. And so I buy it, you know, not really expecting much. I mean, I've heard of Agatha Christie, um, but I buy it. So I start reading it and my mind is just blown. It's just absolutely blown. I've never read anything like it or anything just written in that style. Um, so that's how I became a huge Agatha Christie fan. And now I'm a huge fan of the uh, Poirot series that is on Amazon Prime. And I watch it all the time. Nice. Um, I haven't actually read this book that we're going to be talking about, but I think I've watched the show uh, about it. So this should be interesting. <laughs> We'll have to have you on the ABC Murders episode if we can, like, arrange it. Yes, totally. It's my favorite. <laughs> we'll try real hard. Yeah. So that was very recent then, Ivy. Like, Yes, yes. So I, I'm ashamed that I haven't. I mean, I've listened to your guys' podcast for about a year now, but Aww. I'm ashamed I haven't gotten wow. to it sooner. Hey, that's it, better. It's better to start with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right, we are the Led Zeppelin and Agatha Christie is Greta Van Fleet. We come <gasps> Oh, for shame. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. We'll see. I don't think the rules. Uh, how about you, Sabrina? Uh, I got in, well, you know, I'd seen like, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, like the movies and stuff like that. And, um, but I was going on a trip last year and Ivy's like, oh, take, uh, and then there were none. And I'd seen like the terrible BBC miniseries mini of it. And I was like, well, I'll read the book. And the book was amazing, and I finished it super fast. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, of course, I've been listening to your guys' podcast for a while. So Nice. Yeah, so here we are then. 
And also shout out to that Doctor Who episode with Agatha Christie. Because I have to right. mention that at least once. Oh, we yeah. Just get to the book we're reading today, or that we've already read, that we're discussing today. Today we're talking about Death in the Clouds. Can't we just, um, like, all sit around and talk about how great each other are? Well, we can. Because that's we can going really well, well so well far. that sentence was structured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm <laughs> nervous because the last I listened to the last episode and I s- have a word whisker and I said like 500 times in the last episode and I was so upset with myself about it. So now I'm overly conscious of it and it makes me not able to speak at all. I honestly and as mean as I am to you on this podcast have never noticed that. Oh, really? Oh, it was but I bad. Do, I use it as a point. Like when I hear you say like, I know to cut out the next thing that happens. So I just keep the likes in. Like, 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 like That like, explains like. so much. It was so bad. I thought no, about getting one of those long distance shot callers and like giving Zach the remote. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need like, like. to say about that. Some sort of sound, like a horn every time you say it. <laughs> it's uh, easy to hear your own word whiskers and like imagine them being uh, more obvious to other people. Right. And I know that I do it, but it was really bad on the last one. So apologies. And I'll try to at least structure sentences a little bit better. You're like, okay. Yeah. So books and side stuff. Note, what is a word whisker? <laughs> a, a word that you repeatedly add in that doesn't really mean anything as just kind of a way to fill like uh or like you know okay, and, thank uh, you because i felt so right. stupid right now like what is that word whisker? <laughs> what your word whisker is meow yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i did it again <laughs> yeah. okay well we can continue talking about how great charlotte is but let's talk a little bit about the book how about that Sound good? Yeah. Fine. Okay. So we read Death in the Clouds, which was published in 1935. This is the first time that you read it. Right, Charlotte? Correct. And the first time you've read it, right, Josh? Correct. First time you read it, Sabrina? Yes. How about you, Zach? Oh, yeah. (laughs) First time. So, Zach, would you like to give us a summary of the plot, please? I would, but I feel like I'm already taking up so much of this episode (laughs) that I'll turn it over to somebody else. Thank you. Yeah, no Uh, no problem, bud. I was just going to say that some of what I read from agathachristie.com about it, I didn't know if you saw this, Charlotte, that it was a um, – how big of a fan Agatha Christie was of air travel. Yes, I did read that. Yeah, she'd taken her first flight in 1911, and she thought it was so cool, and it inspired her to uh, create this book. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool as well. So, uh, Sabrina, would you like to sum up the plot? Yeah, sure. So, uh, there is a flight from France to England. A lady is apparently murdered by being shot with a blow dart with some sort of snake venom on it. Um, But the decoy is that there's a wasp flying around in the plane cabin. So first it was like, oh, well, did she get sent by a wasp or did she get 
shot with this blow dart, and then it's just kind of them narrowing down everyone that was on the plane, how they would have had a connection to her, and um, hunting down like her long lost daughter and her inheritance and all of her money. Is that acceptable? Right. Very good. Oh. Yeah. It's much more succinct than I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I took, I tried to take, whenever we try to go like through the, like the whole plot, not like the hook, because you just did a really good job with that. But every yeah, time we try succinct. to go, yeah, we need you on just for that for every episode. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're like, so there's this guy, and then there's this one guy, and Toby Keith was there. <laughs> oh, Toby Keith's always there. He's always yeah. in your heart. But uh, we usually, whenever we try to do the whole plot, we like leave out huge gaps and only think of them later. Like, oh yeah, but this was important way back. So I tried to, as I was. Uh, reading it to like take down quick sentences to like get through the whole every important part of the book so i can go through those really quick just to give like the full picture of the book without hogging up too much uh so like uh, would you say the main character is jane gray kind yeah. of she's yeah. like our protagonist and yeah. so she's like a poor girl who works at a barber shop she kind of like got on this trip salon yeah, she's a hairdresser. Salon, I'm sorry. She's not a barber. Uh, and this all kind of happened. She won like a prize. So this kind of all happened like by chance. She's not like a rich traveler. And she's coming back in, in the plane. And she's the first one that we start with. Her and this, uh, this guy had uh, switched their numbers. Was that it? On a, like a gambling table? I can't remember what they were playing. Uh, roulette or? Yes. Right. She had been losing so bad and she like had done her last big lose and he like switched their numbers and was like, Hey, you won. And she's like, Oh, thanks. Like you totally saved me from not being able to fly home or like having to be a vagrant on the street. And so they have that connection and they're both on the plane and they like, they're like making this awkward, like, I like you eye contact, but like they can't look at each other. And we kind of go back and forth in their heads and he's a dentist because he's eyeing up her gums, which is kind of weird. He's like, ooh, she got good gums. And she's like, why is he staring at me? This book is so anti-dentite. Yeah, They make so many jabs at dentists. Did you notice that, Sabrina? Oh, yeah. Well, like when she was telling, because later on when she gets to know him, she was telling the lady that she works with about him, like, oh, it's a dentist. She's like, a dentist? Right, because they go... Whenever they find the lady dead, somebody goes, like, is there a doctor on the plane? And Norman is that character. He says, I'm a dentist. And everyone on the plane is like, is there a doctor on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was going to be the person that, like, worked with the body. And they're like, no, no, no. We have a real doctor. Like, we'd rather take an archaeologist or, like, anything. The mystery writer. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know more about it than this guy. I saw yeah, and they made some joke about... Uh, the, the what you were saying sabrina when she was doing somebody's hair she mm -hmm. uh, jane gray was in the hair salon they're like oh i wouldn't want to date a dentist i feel like when you go in for a kiss he would be like open wider please yes yeah so gross <laughs> and that must be a like true feelings from agatha christie for two reasons one did you see the footnote that said they should have their own schools <laughs> And also, they do have their own school. And secondly, one of her future books is all about how Poirot hates going to the dentist when his dentist is killed. Uh, what's that one called? One, one two, two buckle, buckle my shoe, shoe or, or 
I don't know what Overdo the, what's the alternate title? Overdose of Death. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on the plane, uh, we have, like, a guy who plays, like, a flute for a second, a woman who pulls out a long cigarette, all of these, like, things that are going to get your mind thinking. Then they find the lady dead. She has a mark on her neck. Somebody says, oh, yeah, the wasp must have stung her. I hit the wasp. I have the dead wasp here on my saucer. And then uh, Poirot, who's been on the plane, I forgot to mention, who was all muffled up because he gets plane sick, he gets seasick, he gets train sick. This man cannot handle any sort of travel. <laughs> he is, uh, he notices the dart on the ground that uh, she was shot with, with, uh, like you said, with the poison. Uh, I like how when they land the plane, they're like, okay, we need everybody to stay here with the dead body while we do something. And one of the characters is like, you're going to leave us in here with the dead body? And every cop acts like it, it's Lady Horbury, who everyone's annoyed with. And everybody acts like that's a ridiculous thing that she said. But if I was locked up in a tiny plane with a dead body, I would also be freaking out. <laughs> well, hey, do you know what actually happens on... Here, well, here's some random trivia. Do you know what actually happens on a flight when someone dies? Mm -mm. They usually just have to sit in their seat. Nice. For the rest of the flight. Yeah, because where would they put them? Yeah. Right. You try to put them in like the hold of a bus. It's like yeah, sight, you know. Well, you don't really want to put them in the kitchen or the galley because that's gross, and you don't want to put them in the bathroom because there's usually only two of them, and and they shouldn't be hogging it up. And the cockpit is locked, so you can't just sit them in there with the pilot. So yeah, depends on if there's two pilots or not. If they have an empty seat up there, why not? Right. If that's one what I'm of saying. The is dead. He just stays sitting in his seat. <laughs> we got too many dead people on this flight. <laughs> They just pull his little hat down over his eyes. Right. That, I think, was a point that you brought up, Josh, which I really liked um, in, in the outline, in our professional outline that we had oh, for this yeah, one. Yeah, we're getting serious. So impressive. Uh, what would it have been like if the action of the book had stayed on the plane mm. instead of just being, like, the first two chapters? Right. Sabrina, what do you think about that? No, I, and I, I really like the whole like locked door mystery sort of thing. And I think that would have been, that's what I thought it was going to be going into it. Me too. Uh, and it kind of started to drag a little bit, honestly, like when it was like the inquest and the courtroom and like, you know, Jane trying, you know, meeting up with Norman and they start dating. It was just kind of like, it started to like lag a little bit. Um, and I felt like it, it probably could have kept better momentum if it had just been like, Everyone in the plane, yeah, on the ground trying to figure out what had happened. Mm -hmm. But right, because that's what they do with Orient Express and Death on the Nile, the same ones where they're in a closed, like traveling with all of this. Because they have a cool cast of characters on the plane. They have uh, the mystery writer, like you said, the dentist, the doctor, two archaeologists that nobody trusts, uh, the the lady, the the countess who's like extra and mean to everybody. And is it a family friend that's traveling with her? I think uh, so. Venetia? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the one, uh, the one who looks she sells like a horse. blind? Yeah, her friend. Horse girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if they had been trapped in the compartment together, it would have because they all spread out and go their separate ways and go back to their lives. If they'd been trapped in there, it would have brought out the same way it does in Orient Express. Brought out how diverse these characters are and like the tension of we have to find out who killed this lady. Higher yeah. stakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit hard, actually, to tell, like, who, and I listened to the audiobook, too, and it was actually a really great narrator, but, like, 
I kind of had a hard time following like which character was so-and-so like just because they immediately just got off the plane and like all spread out yeah we didn't find them until later on exactly and I think this reminded me a little teeny tiny bit of murder on the links not in in like a bad way yeah, I agree you agree Josh okay uh oh I totally agree <laughs> this is all about the links <laughs> I don't know if it's for the same reason sausage links it was well it was a lot of it was the cross channel because they went from france to england and england to france back and forth there was too many inspectors again Mm -hmm. and there was the like which was kind of fun Uh uh-oh shot collar i did it (laughs) i said like (laughs) like (laughs) there was the one inspector who was it fournier Mm -hmm. yeah yeah who had been was he in links for like a half a second or something i can't remember they reference it it. yeah they they reference it near the beginning but anyway whenever he and poirot are together she always talks about how quote-unquote french they are how belgian they're being like oh well he bowed no after you no after you and uh, the politeness and the formalities and right yeah that did get a little heavy i kept uh putting in my notes that uh similar to murder on the links and a little bit just a little bit but better uh in mystery of the blue train it felt very french it felt like one of her more french efforts of like a Mm -hmm. a french mystery um like that's where her mind was that's where her focus was right with that travel that makes sense i think it was more enjoyable than links though oh yeah that's not hard though that's but it was fun to read it for the first time to have a christie that i'd never ever read before and so we get a little bit later we get a little bit more about the victim she was a money lender uh but it becomes clear pretty quick that she used blackmail to get her money back like she would lend the money and then she would blackmail those people and she had special instructions to her maid to like burn all of the secret information if anything happened to her so they don't get to the maid in time she's already burnt all the stuff and i kind of like how everyone talks about how terrible this lady is and how many nice things that the maid had to say about her like the lady lady giselle was that her name madam giselle yeah yeah she, like, like me when i go to another podcast everybody thinks i'm really great but when <laughs> i'm here everyone just says terrible yeah things about me when you're dead maybe uh <laughs> i love you when you're dead charlotte <laughs> then and only then yes uh and they also find out that she had a daughter that uh no, but they, she had a daughter she didn't like raise, right? That's like out somewhere. They don't know where. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. That came in way too late, I thought. Because it was important. What, Sabrina? You thought it, was, it came in too late. The thing about the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, now why, why is that? Because I thought, I mean, I don't know, the timing of it didn't seem weird. You just think they could have, she could have built on it more or? Yeah, I felt like it was only the last few chapters that it just kind of popped up because they were like, nobody benefits, nobody benefits. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, she has a daughter, but maybe that was just me. The first time they mentioned it was when they went to meet the maid, right? Which was within like the first six chapters, I thought. I think what she was doing was uh, like the the daughter came in to get the stuff, but she wanted us to think somebody in that group was the daughter. Like maybe it was Jane Grey, yeah. I totally did. I was like, I, chapter three, I got this whole thing wrapped up. <laughs> <Yeah>. It solves. <laughs> nope. 
and so we and she was an orphan right we find out she was an orphan and mm -hmm. we go through all of the, i like how a little bit how she goes through each of the character who seem very separate but kind of makes them all seem like a high suspect like the writer of mystery novels bought a blow dart poison blow dart for research for one of his books so that's really suspicious we find out jane was an orphan uh the lady horbury the the annoying woman she was being blackmailed by the victim uh and the victim was threatening to tell her husband about all of these things and her husband is already tired of lady horbury they're living separate lives and he wants a divorce so he can marry the other friend that was on the plane venetia the venetian, venetian blind, blind. Yeah. horse face and uh <laughs> so lady horbury like he doesn't want that divorce to happen she won't have money uh, so she's like the highest suspect on the list. So far, this all sounds really similar to the TV version. Um, yeah. I just don't remember there being a, a Florier. I don't think there was, that character was in the TV version. I can't and I remember they focused a lot on the daughter, too, the daughter aspect mm -hmm. of it. They focused a lot on that. Yes. Right. There was. It was more in the in the video version, yes. Yes, late in the story, the daughter comes forward and she claims the inheritance. Uh, very quickly, she's found dead on, uh, on a train. She was uh, strangled. Um, no, she was poisoned. Poisoned? Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was strangled in the, in the book or the movie. I think in the show she was strangled. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. No, maybe. it was that weird little glass Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah you're right i could not figure out how that worked but like she killed herself with a light bulb <laughs> exactly so poirot gets norman who's been dating uh jane jane at the saloon is getting more publicity because all the ladies want to come and like ask her about the mystery and norman who is a dentist and already everybody already hates him because he's a dentist nobody wants to go to the dentist who's in a murder case so they're having like opposite uh results from this and so they get together to like help poirot solve it <clears throat> poirot gets the dentist involved by getting him disguised up and going to lady horbury saying i'm gonna blackmail you with this piece of info that the victim didn't destroy to try to get some some more truth out of her yeah there was a funny line about that i thought this book had a lot of subtle humor Mm -hmm. I felt uh, Christy was having a little bit more fun with this one. It was, it was less serious, but yeah, there was one line that I thought was funny where Jane is, is working at the salon. And she said, by the end of the week, Jane felt her nerves giving way under the strain. Sometimes she felt that if she had to go through the, the recital, once again, she would scream or attack her questioner with the dryer. <laughs> yeah. That was a good line. Another good one is where, uh, Poirot and Jap go on another plane ride with a bunch of like unsuspecting people and Poirot has a has a blow dart or like just the pipe, the pipe. and he keeps like trying to go around the corner and the angles blowing at people to see if they notice and everyone in the whole compartment is like staring at him like what is this man because they even they do a really good job of it in the movie he walks up to go to the bathroom and then he spins around with the pipe and everyone's just staring back at him yeah that was funny uh, so did we want to discuss the ending of this book or what do you think? It's not like too significant, like a big Christie twist. Uh, well, we got a nice big uh, cast of people here. Let's vote. What do you think? Sabrina, do you want to talk about the ending? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, th I think I think from for a book that came out in 1935, there's definitely yeah. been enough time. If you don't know yet, yeah. If you don't know the ending to Death in the Clouds, get out of the rock you've been living under and go read it and come back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, talk about uh, the murderer. Who's the murderer and why'd they do it? Well, I would tell you, but I'm going to vote no against it. So <laughs> well, you're outnumbered. Did you watch the movie, Zach? Nope. Okay, that's fine. I was just I curious. I think me and Josh planned on it, and then we both got busy. He came over, but then a storm came, and I was too scared. That's true. Oh, that's right. And it was a Tuesday, so there wasn't it wasn't Tuesday. Tuesday. It didn't work out, yeah. I yeah. remember that storm. It was scary. It was wild. Josh was sitting in one spot, and he gets up and moves to another chair, and he goes, I'm going to sit over here so I'm less scared. <laughs> Poor Josh. Right. I love storms. Oh it's my freak. goodness. Everyone does. And everybody says that. And I always act like they're the odd person out. <laughs> but everybody does. They're always like, storms I mean, do you so like storms? Powerful. Storms mm -hmm. or no storms? Storms, definitely. Ah, okay. Yeah, I feel like if you're at home, you're okay. But like in the car driving, like I'll just be like crying and like gripping, <laughs> steering. The only place I've I seen Josh like... do that too. Hate <laughs> 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 storms. I mean, my parents were just talking about today about lightning frying the TV and the house again. Like our house is always being affected by lightning. I don't know why at the spot of it. And so I grew up with this crazy fear of lightning no matter where I am. Well, I that's understandable though, because I didn't know that that happened at your house that often, but that happened in my mom, where my mom grew up. And she had, she's terrified of electricity even to this day, yeah. not storms necessarily but like they had the old plumbing and stuff so like at a, something in the pipes would attract electricity and so they would get what's called ball lightning which i don't mm. know have you guys covered this on your podcast yet no but i've heard of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like the, the the glowing ball of energy and it'll move like down a hallway or like, like, a, like a villain of the week in a next generation Star Trek. i was gonna say i'm pretty sure that's just a ghost <laughs> man exactly so no wonder she's scared but it's a real thing yeah and she said you could see it all the time and yeah so it, it always makes her nervous so i support her you put on electric company she gets hives <laughs> I, I remember when i was at your grandma's house the other day unrelated but i was putting down deck tile what a humble brain <laughs> That wasn't really a brag. I was putting down tile, deck tile. Anybody who's anybody and, knows uh, my grandma. Oh, yeah. She's great. I think she tried to offer me vodka while I was there. Um, I'm sure she did. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning, so I did not accept. So 5 o'clock somewhere. That's what I'm saying. But she, but she had this like wire that was running down from her house. She's like, yeah, I wouldn't cut that off if I was you. That's the uh, stuff that makes the lightning go in the ground, I think. And I was like, I've never heard of it, but I'll leave it, I guess. The, the lightning as in like the lightning that comes into your house to power your electronics? I believe lightning that strikes from the sky. Okay. Goes <laughs> into like the ground. I didn't know if she was equating electricity with lightning. It's all the same thing. I couldn't be sure. I didn't argue. I just... That's where Follow God suit. charges my cell phone. Yeah, why was <laughs> why was my grandmother very like Appalachian right there? It was like engulfed with the wind. <laughs> she just is okay. <laughs> she says pop okay. instead so of soda. This... Oh, she does. You're right. 
this started with us talking about uh, the ending of this book. So <laughs> why don't you, you talk about it some, Charlotte? So, yeah, um, it was kind of, I, I don't think, because I had watched the movie before Same. I had read Yeah, so I don't think if I would have read it straight, I've been like you, Sabrina, I don't think I would have figured out the true solution. It was a little obscure. Yeah. Did you figure it out, Sabrina? No, not at all. I was still hanging on to that, uh, you know, that the long lost daughter is Jane until yeah. I was proven otherwise. And it was kind of disappointing, honestly, because I think having been set up from, uh, and then there were none, I was thinking like, well, everyone's horrible. Everyone in this book has probably done something horrible. Like it's probably Jane. She probably killed her because she found out she was the mother and tried to get the inheritance. And no, I was totally wrong. So the ending is uh, the the daughter was married to the dentist, uh, Norman Gale. Uh, Yuck, so, not a dentist. And <laughs> uh, yeah, we that didn't was really our first mistake. I know, like right? the biggest part, I knew that Norman was the murderer from watching the show, but I'd watched it so long ago, I couldn't remember how he did it. Like that was more exciting to me trying to figure out how he, how he pulled it off. Which was actually well done i thought lots of good clues too yes yeah that was that was a big part where they gave the list of everything that was in everyone's pockets and in everybody's luggage which was fun because it gave you actual clues but then also it was another one of those really subtle things of humor because the writer was it mr clancy or something yeah um Tom. The, the list, yeah, it was Tom Clancy, of course. <laughs> the list of things that he had in his bag, and then they listed all the things that were in his pockets. It was hysterical. It was like golf balls, um, <laughs> banana peel, yeah, um, a one sock. It it was oh yeah, so random and so funny. Can we talk about Mr. Clancy for a minute? Because yeah. I just love her putting the mystery writer character in there. And he just seems like a total nutcase. Yeah. Right. And I love yeah. when uh, she talks about his, he was writing a book version of this case. And they're <laughs> like, won't you get like, you sued for blank and blank. And he's like, well, here's my solution. Like the murderer hid under the seat <laughs> and he escaped with a parachute. And everybody's like, that's so stupid. And he is obsessed with eating bananas. Because you yeah. have Ariadne Oliver is the character that she like puts herself in her books and she's obsessed with bananas. So I'm kind apples. of wondering, uh, apples, sorry. He's obsessed with bananas, Ariadne Oliver is apples. So what is Christie's actual fruit? Because I think she has one that she chomps she down on. Has to, I thought the same thing. Because that's not, uh, that's a weird coincidence that all of her mystery writers are so fun. Let's speculate everybody, what is Christie's fruit? I say mangoes. Peach. I was going to say peach. Me too. Sorry. You got to change it now. <laughs> uh, there are no other fruits. They've all been taken. <laughs> only uh, I can't think Pop of another tart. fruit now. Blueberry pop tart. <laughs> That's my favorite fruit. Uh, I'm not picking another one. I'm staying peach. You can't make me change. Okay, strawberries then. I'll go strawberries. <laughs> We're going to be in this pear. together. What? Oh, Ivy? That's good. I'll say pear. I like okay. that one. That oh. makes sense. Reasonable. Yep. I can see her eating that. She's a British lady. They don't taste that good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick. 
that that was what? my favorite thing though when when he was talking about like oh yeah in, in my book like they'll just hit them with a blow dart and then hide under the seat and they're like yeah. airline seats aren't that big and he's like well in my book they are right. yes <laughs> playing god like that <laughs> like, he's probably a terrible writer i kind of like how like the setup of the book is like you know the blow dart and how ridiculous that would be in a mystery novel but like everything else is like so it's done by the books it's believable it really could happen like the blow dart sets it up to be much more ridiculous and it's very the solution is very simple mm-hmm. uh zach looks very pleased with, with himself what's up the answer is figs <laughs> what according to the internet what did you google what fruit did Agatha Christie like? <laughs> and it just came figs. Oh my gosh! Is what? Okay. I it never would have guessed that one. Hey, it said that she had a fig tree. She like munching on figs. Didn't it's say so that good. exactly, but you're just making it up. <laughs> I wonder how she would feel about fig newtons. She'd probably love them. She'd probably think they're a cheap adaptation and deserve to be in the trash. Probably. Probably yeah. that too. That anyway. sounds more likely. Um, so the way that uh, that Norman actually did it was he got up to use the bathroom and he came out disguised as the... Uh, Stuart. Stuart. And he came back because one of the clues was that she had two spoons on her uh, dish, which like nobody can figure out why it's important that she had two spoons. But he came out under the cover of giving her her spoon. And she looks up like, why are you giving me another spoon? And that's when he put the poison in her neck. Yep. But he and he did it for the money. But he didn't take the other spoon back. He just left it. He should have taken the other spoon, but I guess he didn't. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, I, I'm sorry. Can I add something uh, real quick? That mm-hmm. Fig Newtons were invented in 1891. So for all intents and purposes, Agatha Christie probably ate those too. She may have had a Fig oh Newton Oh, my treat. gosh. And <laughs> Anne, you're telling us things we don't know. I don't. That's awesome. I elect to not believe. You guys are representing so good. Mm -hmm. I just want to add that. I did Um, not know that. That's awesome. Me neither. Just Google it. (laughs) Did you watch the movie version recently, Charlotte? Yeah. Okay, because I, uh, it was pretty faithful to the uh, book, but one thing that I wanted to talk about. Did you have you seen it, Sabrina? No, I thought, Uh, but. One thing that they changed in the book was that Jane, they changed her into a flight attendant instead of just somebody that was riding on the plane. Right. And I really, really, really did not like Jane. Like, she was not a likable character to me in that episode at all. I don't know how you felt about her. She just kind of was like a, a goofer. She was just kind of like not charming in the slightest. And I don't know, not in the book that they made her that charming. She wasn't like a seductress or anything like that, like a lot of Christie's female characters in their books but she also wasn't like a charming smart lady she was just kind of goofy i thought yeah, I it was like a... the countess more i think in the yeah. tv version hateable but relatable mm-hmm. all of those things i was going to just say yes harrison Ford it up here pointing at the screen you guys are so right i thought lady horbury was really well portrayed mm-hmm. you you did not like her. There was nothing to like about her, but you still sympathize with her. She did an excellent job. But yeah, yeah uh, Jane Grey was very flat character. Yeah. She stared a lot and didn't, yeah, didn't have any charm. And that was with the whole the, point of the character in the book. 
Right. And that, yes, Ivy, it, you're right. The the countess was, or the lady, whichever one, uh, was very good. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Norman was very bad, but her not being such a good character kind of like, like uh, he was at a disadvantage for that. He wasn't terrible, but he also, this was kind of one of the first of one of Christie's common themes of like the charming young guy actually being the killer. Like how she had with her, her first husband characters that she based on him a lot. Host Dermot. Host Dermot. We and all know about Dermot. Dermot Van Fleet. I'm telling you, the Dermots, and um, what was the other name? Archibald? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dermot, Archibald's Normans, and Zacks. Oh, and Walter. Do I get my own category now? I don't fall under Dermot. <laughs> You're still a Dermot, but you don't. You haven't killed anyone to date. Okay, well, that's fair. Well, neither that, Dermot. That puts me a little bit above Dermot, though, right? Below. Um, no. Cooler now that he's killed somebody. <laughs> Don't Dermot even joke killed. about that. <laughs> no, Dermot is the scum of the earth. They did uh, mention in the book, like repeatedly, about how women find criminals wildly attractive. I wrote that down. Yeah. They're just this like is... can't resist. I'm thinking that this is the first book where she does the charming young guy is the murderer. I'm thinking, is that right, Charlotte? Like, just in this chunk, like it hasn't been this obvious that he's a charmer. And he only like is showing how crazy he is at the end. Yeah, I, not. I'm, I mean, I'm not giving it a lot of thought, but I'm willing to agree with that. First, first time. <laughs> so, what would we rank this? I don't think it is bad. I think it is very tight. Like, even though it drags, I think the the plotting is good and the mystery is good. There's not. And it, there's not too many characters where it goes all over the place. What do you think, uh, Sabrina, being one of the few you've read? Yeah, no, I liked it. And maybe it would have been easier reading the physical copy to tell everyone to, to keep track of who was who. Um, but it was pretty tight and moved quick. And like once about the time like they're in France towards the end, it really like starts picking up really quickly. Um, and I like that it still had a happy ending because I was really bummed that Norman was the killer, but then it ends up that like Bob Rowe had set up Jane with the French archaeologist and like yeah. that was kind of a happy ending. Yeah. So I liked it. I thought it was good. Nice. Charlotte? Mm. Yeah. It was I agree with everything that everyone has said so far. I'm just so distracted by her other stuff, I guess, that I am tempted to make it lower than it probably needs to be, but uh, I'm coming up with a 3.5. It's where my mind yeah, goes. I kind of like have it, like, I don't think it's as good as Three Act Tragedy. I think Three Act Tragedy was better. Yes, I me too. Uh, I think I would put it either slightly above or slightly below. I'm not really, so maybe you can decide. I'm not really like definite on this. Peril at End House. I feel like it's, similar to Peril at End House of where I would rank it. Now see, yes, uh, agreed. I like Peril at End House better, personally. It has a bigger ending. So I would say put it below Peril at End House. I agree with you. Is your scale one to five? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking a three is low on a ten scale. (laughs) (laughs) Out of a (laughs) hundred. It's a pretty we can't count that high, so yeah. So that makes Death in the Clouds number six, Parrot in-house is number five, Three Act Tragedy number four, Murder at the Vicarage number three, 
Murder on Orient Express, number two, and Murder of Roger Ackroyd, number one. And Parker oh, Pine, number 22. <laughs> yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, what number book was this that we've read? I'm thinking oh, it's 22. Oh, okay. that's, just a, that's just an assumption. Just spitballing it there, Zach? Yeah, unless I went out of the line. We're going to out of the line. There's a random 15 that's hanging around that's blank, and I don't know what that's for. What'd you say, Sabrina? Oh, we're going to understand why, like, if Josh was arrested by the IRS for tax evasion. <laughs> like, no, he just... I, I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm just doing it all wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are 22. 22 books. Thank you, Zach. All right. This is our 22nd yes. book. Unless I'm leaving one out. Nice. Likely. So, very nice. Uh, next in our outline, we have... Oh, we have a special segment of this episode uh, that Zach's going to help me out with. Uh, so because of my difficulties at uh, Books A Million, we realize how hard it is to tell somebody you have a podcast. So what we have done is we have created uh, something to help us out. Tonight we are going to show two versions of how that could have went. How I could have told somebody that how I could have told that guy I had the podcast. And if Zach was in my shoes, how he would have told them. And uh, we could see if either one of them are good. Nice. And so I think Zach has, has the uh, media to show it. It's a yes. little, little crisper than three act tragedy version. Yes. Uh, we're starting number with number one. one am I correct? The short. Yep. The shortest one. If I label them wrong, it's like a minute 30. It's a minute 42. That was, Oh man. Well, this one's three minutes, so. And then this one is four minutes, so. Yeah, this okay. one. Okay. Come on, DJ Alfred. The host disabled participant screen sharing. What the heck, man? <laughs> I didn't mean to. What the heck? I do this. I put all this work into it. I, I sat at my computer. I didn't know. Come on, man. Okay, I have it on. My gosh. Sorry. Finally, here we go. Share computer sound. That was embarrassing. You guys ready? Let's rock and roll. How to tell someone you have a podcast? Take un. Oh, Agatha Christie. I like Agatha Christie. I've, I've read a few of her books. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's actually the best-selling author next to the Bible and Shakespeare. Did you know that? Did I know that? Yeah. Did I know that? I am Josh. I host an Agatha Christie podcast called Don't Drink the Tea, which we analyze her books one by one. I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. I host this podcast. I read every book several times. I've done extensive notes. I spend hours editing these episodes, breaking my back and leaving blank spots in the info in order to edit it. Do I know that fact that you could know just by looking at the back of that book that you just scanned in for me? Yes, I know that fact. Did you know that she was the first British woman to surf? Really? Did you know that she has the record for having the biggest book printed, which was a large print version of a collection of all the Miss Marple books, a hardbound leather? That seems pretty good. Pretty good? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So don't you tell me facts about Agatha Christie, and also you should listen to my podcast. It's really funny. Sorry I spit on you. That's, it's not okay. Um, is this debit or credit? <laughs> um, 
do you accept pennies? Yes. One. Two. Sixteen. Sixteen dollars. Three. <laughs> Four. Wow. Okay. So clearly, I'm not good at telling people I have a podcast. I just lost my mind. Uh, but I think Zach may be able to do a better job. Was uh, it Zach, the ukulele to... music? Because that, that always drives me crazy. Yeah, Books and Lane's always got that soft music that, yeah, it's hard. And I think I might have scared the guy, especially when I came <laughs> with $16 worth of pennies. That's a I'm, lot of pennies. I'm kind of feeling like if you encounter the million guy again, you just need to send Zach in your stead. So let's act like that happened and hear what would have happened if Zach came. I'll be honest, I don't remember what I said. So <laughs> here we go. Makes it more fun, even for you. A book of someone who have a podcast. Take the. Oh, Agatha Christie. I've read a few of her books. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think the last one I read was uh, something about cyanide. Sparked it at like a dinner party or something. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a common theme. Dinner parties, you know. I've I've been to a few dinner parties, you know. I mean, yeah, you go there, you know. People are having dinner. They're drinking some wine, maybe. I don't drink wine, but you know, you go there. It's nice association, great times. You can talk about, you know, just shoot the breeze. Talk about your interests, you right. know. So, are you interested in our membership card? Membership. It card. can save you ten percent a year. You get uh, up to a hundred dollars uh -huh. in coupons every year. That sounds pretty good. You know, I'm a membership of Spotify Premium. Which is interesting. Which is pretty good because yeah, so you much. can so. you follow you can you know you can download albums and you can follow podcasts. Did albums. you know that? Oh, you know I like albums. I especially like listening to album reviews. Really? Yeah. Do you like warm bubbly water? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's very convenient, but not the purpose I'm here for. Um, I'm here. I'm here for a book. And oh you know, yes. I th but you know. Do you, you read? You don't strike me as someone who reads. I, you strike me more as someone who <laughs> likes eating cold chicken tenders. You strike me as a jerk. <laughs> but getting back to my point. <laughs> do you read? I, yes. Oh. I, I read books. You know, I read, I read, last book I read was actually uh, written by my friend Josh. Yeah? And uh, fun fact about you know, this is really all tying all three things together. Does he, like, does he like eating cold chicken tenders? <laughs> he despises it. <laughs> it is a wrath and fury he has for that as an that's, idea. That's you interesting. Know, but the... All three of these things are now tying together in my mind like an overarching story of three different characters. What all things? The dinner parties, Spotify Premium, and my cousin Josh. <laughs> This is all coming together because you know what those things have in common? I'm assuming I, that Josh had a dinner party where he played Spotify premium. Close. Like, did he start the party and ads kept playing? So then he went to the bank, got out his credit card, and then called his mom because his credit card was maxed out, then got premium so the ads would stop playing? That seems really specific for a thing to just guess. Well, I thought that would be the next way to time all together. Well, you know what's an even better way? What? A podcast. About dinner parties? Close. About, About your cousin Christy. Oh, oh, that's why you're getting this book. That's why I'm getting the book. I'm, th I'm reading up on the ABC murders. You read every book by Agatha Christie? <laughs> yes, I do. Me, Zachary Taylor, reads every book 
by the Agatha Christie. Wow, that's impressive. What's your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Definitely Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. you can hear me talk about it on episode after episode here. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's on Spotify. It's called Don't Drink the Tea, an Agatha Christie podcast, where we go over Agatha Christie's work one by one. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Check it out. I will. Here's a business card. Oh, thank you. I will. Yep. Okay. Thank you for the free book. Bye. Wait, hey! <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how to promote your podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think Zach that definitely did a better job. I me too. will be accepting uh, paid promotion if you'd like me to promote whatever you have. We would anything. Love it. I will to anyone. You would make Doesn't a have... great agent. Thank yes. you. If you want me to go promote gotta, it to the lady, we gotta have a commercial like that for our podcast. That's quite a long commercial. I will be honest. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to tune back in with Zach on the next episode to see if he can improve in his uh, skills. I'm really impressed that you mentioned the business card because yes. I was really mad that Josh didn't. Do I, I did a, everything wrong. I have a quit. Do we have business cards? Yes, we do. You just guessed. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> business cards, stickers, jackets. Uh, we got merch. Debt. Yeah. Debt. So you have a game, you don't you, Sean? truth. A game? Yes, I do. Cool. <laughs> okay, so since this is like the greatest collection of know-it-alls since like a Sherlock Holmes appreciation convention, I thought we had to do trivia, right? We've, we've oh, got to no. do <laughs> we got to do some trivia, but I wanted to make it a little bit different, and hopefully, it's not boring. So I've got obscure trivia here for everybody. But I want to make it a little bit more competitive. So the points values will go up as we go along because the questions will get harder. At least this is in my mind because I researched all this stuff and like I put it in order of things that blew my mind. Like from like eh to like whoa. (laughs) So maybe no one else will feel the same way about it. Anything about Evan Almighty on there? Not a thing. I learned cool. from the last time. Anything yeah. about Kevin can wait on there? <laughs> nope. Kevin <laughs> James, <laughs> though. Kevin James podcast. Uh, podcast coming soon. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just that me. I can't wait. For Nobody else. Is the name of that podcast. <laughs> it's just me, way too close to a microphone. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was watching Kevin can wait the other day. <laughs> <laughs> was, I love that idea. <laughs> Zach can't wait for Kevin. That's beautiful. Zach can't wait for Kevin to wait. That's a great name. (laughs) You got to do it now. Is that show even on anymore? I mean, I I don't think so. I think it didn't even need COVID to cancel it. I think like (laughs) someone got the common cold on that set and they were like, all right, shut it down. (laughs) I didn't even like comprehend that that was a real show. I feel like it was like a weird dream that I had. Okay, really quick. Charlotte has to have her game, but he is he is married to a woman or dating a woman on that show, and they had his wife from King of Queens, his last sitcom guest star, and they were like, oh yeah, we forgot how good of chemistry these two have, so they killed off his current, literally killed her character, wife or partner, so he could get together with his wife 
from his old sitcom. Wow. Kevin you knew much wait. more about that than I did, I'll be honest. That's all I know about it. That's all I know. Because my, sure. my mom my mom filled me in. She she was like, well, of course they have chemistry. They had a show together. Give the other girl a chance. Yeah, it was two seasons, and they killed her off at the beginning of the second season. That's crazy. That's nuts. Wow. Anyway, sorry, Charlotte. I just felt like no, the world needed to know trivia. that. I really <laughs> wish that that had been one of them that was on here, but then you would have known it. So. Um, <laughs> So the difference is, yes, you can get negative points, you can get positive points. If you're correct, you get the points and you get to move on to the next thing. If you get the question wrong, you get minus points, but then you, the loser, choose who gets to answer the next question. Okay. So that's how, that's how we're going to make it a little bit Do different. Do we hear and the also, next question first? What? Do we hear the next question and then choose who gets the answer? No. Although Based that would whose be face was most confused. <laughs> Can we blindfold Zach? That would be <laughs> great. Can we take out his headphones so he can't hear? So either we can do this one or two ways. We can do like the honor system, like everyone promises that they won't Google anything. <clears throat> Sabrina. Um, <laughs> or every, everyone can adopt like the thinking posture, like putting your fingertips all together. Up. I see. I see. So that... Uh, all of my... All 10 fingers. <laughs> oh, it's Tyrone. You brought well, Tyrone out. It's Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I love trivia. I could tell you anything you want to know about the Redskins. <laughs> oh man, they're, they're not called the Redskins anymore. Who I don't know is. what they're called. Something else. Changed it. It's too racist, I guess. <laughs> Let's not tackle that on the podcast, Tyrone. Let's stick with the game. All right. <laughs> so I guess uh, well, we should have Sabrina go first. I feel like, Agreed. right? <laughs> of course. So we're starting off with an easy one, Sabrina. This one's only worth one point. When was OMG first used? When was what first used? OMG. The the OMG for what it means, for for a shortened form of... You have to tell me it's an acronym. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh my gourd. (laughs) Oh my gourd. I'm going to say 1990. Okay. The Jurassic Age. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you could have said like 98 or 99, and that doesn't count as the 90s, right? Right. <laughs> Not at all. Actually, okay. So I'm going to open it up. Can someone steal that point? Does anyone know when was the first year? You're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I assume that meant <laughs> Can I? Do I only answer if I know the correct answer or can I just guess? I think that's going to be pretty much what everybody's doing at this point. But you risk penalty? The only person who's going to get the penalty right now is Sabrina. Oh, I was okay. going to risk it for the biscuit no matter what. I'll oh, tell you that. Go for it. Go for it. Go 1940. Ahead. Ooh. Wow. So confident. Confident. <laughs> it was actually 1917. Oh, wow. I can't believe nobody knows this. Did you know this, Ivy? No, no idea. <laughs> no okay, clue. so it was used in a letter, like a military correspondence from someone in the army to Churchill when he wasn't, of course, prime minister at this point, but they, it was OMG in capital letters and then in brackets afterwards, it was like, oh my God, like <laughs> explain what it meant. OMG, Churchill, where'd your neck go? <laughs> exactly. 
but what's the point of it as a like a time saving device if you have to explain it to someone? I love it though. Like, but given oh. that it was the first use, I guess they feel like they had to explain it. Nineteen seventeen. Wow. OMG, the war. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sabrina, you get to pick who goes next. The next question is worth three points. Oh, oh I'm going to pick on Ivy. Oh, Ooh. no. <laughs> I have to. I'm obligated. It's okay. True. It's true. Ivy, what is the most popular item at Walmart? The item most sold. Okay, so I live in West Virginia. So I'm going to say guns. <laughs> <laughs> nice connection. Tyrone <laughs> needs to weigh in. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's Minecraft bed sheets. <laughs> All in your house. I wish those were the answers. It is bananas. Whoa. <sighs> Mr. Clancy. Yes. Fancy. Oh, is this all going to be like Agatha Christie related? No, it's not at all. He just made that what connection. What so far? Yeah. It's old. Bananas. All right, Ivy. So who goes next? Um, are, are you a part of this game, Charlotte? I have well, all you the probably answers, know all the answers. So. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead and send me the answer, and then I'll quiz you. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably I'm gonna still say forget. Zach. Oh boy. Okay, Zach. Yes, for it. This is gonna be really embarrassing if you don't get this. Oh my gosh. It's about you. The <laughs> what is your middle mouse. name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isaiah. <laughs> oh, that's not it. <laughs> that, close. that close. Okay. The computer mouse was first called a what? I don't know. What would I do with this? Remy. Um, the, com- the computer ball. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It, it was also an animal. The co- <laughs> that's not it. I was going to say wombat, but that's definitely not the answer. <laughs> um, Kill wombat. What does this look like? The computer... I, I have no idea. There's so much tension, so much know. suspense. Just take a guess. I'm going to go with uh, my main man, Josh's guess, and that's the computer rat. <laughs> go real close. Oh, I'm yeah. I wasn't trying to help. <laughs> I know. I have no guess. You guys can split the, the negative points. Um, hey. no, it was actually <laughs> the turtle. The turtle. I was, literally was thinking that. Aw. I wish I would have stolen because it's like a little shell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's, it's, you know, the, it's got the the operation takes place yeah. on the teeth. Like yeah, yeah I, was, I mean that's I like, easily could be lying, but that's like the information they gave me when I took uh, computer science in school. They were like, it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna learn so much about computers, and then you don't learn any relevant information. It's all stuff like that, and you're like, why do I need to know this? Very dated. And even that you did not retain. All right, Zach, who's no. gonna be next? <sighs> Josh is the only one that hasn't gone, so. Okay, Josh, for five points. Oh, my, that's pressure. I'm going to rage quit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't rage quit. You cannot bring one of these into the Pentagon. What is it? Well, a lot of things, but you mean this specifically. I'll narrow it down for you. It is a toy. All right, well, I think toy gun would be too obvious. Um, 
maybe something that looks similar to a gun. And at one point, kid brought it in, (laughs) and they thought it was a gun, so they kicked him out. And they made a big fuss. They're like, okay, no more this. Uh, looks like a gun. I feel like I've heard this before. Is this a development or like an old law? It's my granddad used to work at the Pentagon. I should know this. Bro, I guess fidget spinner. (laughs) I like that. I think they're pretty much banned everywhere now, aren't they? I I, culturally, yes. So do you want to steal it from him, Sabrina? Or are you gonna wait till he actually guesses something? (laughs) No, I don't remember well enough. I'll say G.I. Joe. Okay. Or G.I. Jane. It's actually a Furby. Ooh, what? It's because they think it's gonna turn into a gremlin. (laughs) <laughs> again one of those things that should basically just be banned period yes. there's a lot of water and eating after midnight in the pentagon so i get that they, they have uh speech recognition software and they imitate human voice so oh. not allowed so, in sensitive areas and they're just plain creepy so all like, this can you imagine of- turning a furby loose in a room full of like people who probably have guns <laughs> Yeah, that's... Well, Josh, now it's open field. Who are you going to pick next? I will go back to Sabrina. It's just going to go in this circle, isn't it? (laughs) Break the chain. I don't know. We'll see. You got a couple more chances. Break the chain. You don't love me now. (laughs) I feel like you should know this one, Sabrina. I should know all of these, but so far I haven't. (laughs) That makes me really happy, though. It's a matter of pride, because I was like, Sabrina's going to know everything. She knows everything. (laughs) What was special about Cleopatra's lipstick? Oh, I feel like I know this. Maybe she's born with it. Uh, it's Cleopatra's lipstick. Uh, ten out of ten, man. Well, I would say that it <laughs> used color from bugs, but the lipstick that we use today is using color from bugs, so I don't. Ew. Know. Yeah. Well, that's if you don't like, like bugs. I'm never wearing lipstick again. <laughs> yeah. This morning was the last time. Well, I don't you know what? The blood of her enemies. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stop you right there and tell you you were right. Oh, Whoa! Really? <laughs> yes, it was specially made of ants and red carmine beetles crushed up. See, that's hey. today in some lipstick brands. Oh, do I get the point? Yes, actually. So yes. you got six points for that one, and yes. way your negative yes. one. You've got five. So you get to go on to the next one. We're almost tied in the opposite world. (laughs) All right, Sabrina. You have pogonophobia. What are you afraid of? P-O-G-O-N-O phobia. Or pogono, if you will. (laughs) Pongo. Dalmatians. Specifically male. Pogonophobia? I'm thinking it might have something to do with frogs, but that might just be in my brain. <laughs> I know quite a bit about frogs, and that does not ring a bell to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Frog expert says no. Uh, fear of mountains. Very interesting. Wrong, but <laughs> you're still you're still the leader. Uh, anybody want to steal? Oh, go sticks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obvious, but no. 
Ivy, do you got any guesses? I have no clue. Um, At this point, you can say pretty much anything. <laughs> fear of Furbies? <laughs> Tying it together. I like that. I like that. It's beards. Oh. Fear of beards. What's the etymology of that? Like, I'm trying to think, like, P-A-G-O, right? P-O-G-O-N-O. Pagano, Pagano. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't dig that deeply. Hmm. I should have. Okay, Sabrina, you get to pick who goes next. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick on Zach. Oh, man. Yeah. need to lose more points. Excellent choice. I was hoping Zach would get this one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this one's worth nine points, Zach. Oh, get it, man. Get it. And there's already a tie-in from something we talked about earlier. Oh, no. Tell me, tell me something unique about wombats. That's the that's the quiz. That's the question. Yes, something that they that they have or that they do that other that makes them unique. Are they the other marsupial? They are a marsupial, but there's there's more than one of those. Right. I'm trying to think of what else. Do they is that is that the animal that has square poop? Yes. <laughs> do? do you know that? <laughs> oh my gosh! I am so proud of you. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't even think that was the right animal. He talks about poop shapes like constantly. <laughs> this just goes to show no matter what you do, Zach will always win the game, no matter what it is. <laughs> That's awesome, Zach. How did you know? This is the only two facts about wombats I know. Don't tell her that. Did anyone else know this? No. No. Yep, I did not either. And actually, when you look it up, the images, the Google images are so cute because wombats are adorable. And then they've got these little, little tiny square like poops. Little pieces of chocolate. It's like the cutest poop you will ever see. I don't want anyone here to see my Google search history. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I got that. Oh, I am so proud of you. Thank Zach. you so much. Wow. <laughs> is... All right. So you want to go, you you get to go for the next one. Oh, you get geez, the next I'm going to lose it now. <laughs> In the 1902 stage version of The Wizard of Oz, Toto was replaced with another animal. What animal was Toto the dog replaced with? A duck. So confident. Nope. <sighs> I'm sorry. Anybody want to steal? Guess I, wombat. I, I'm going to say it was a sheep. So close. It was a cow. Oh. Yeah. Just for the stage version. Like you would think that that would make it harder. Like, oh, we could have a tiny small dog that we keep in a basket on stage. Not a cow. But we a, could have a cow. A full cow? It said cow. It did not specify yeah, 100% the heifer. But if it's a little yeah. dog, it can run away or make yeah. noise, then a cow is just going to stand there until you leave it. Like the cow like stampedes the witch at the end. You give it a bucket of grain, that thing is. Fine for hours. You make your yeah. point. I think. Does anybody know what the cow's name was? Toto. Africa. Africa. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> this is word associated. I get them confused all the time. Molly Hatchet. I'm a gene. I'm a gene. Mm-hmm. Or Imogen, however you would say it. Whatever continent you are. All I'm right, Zach, I'm pick somebody. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gene. Oh, man. I'll choose Ivy. Okay. 
Ooh. Okay, I'm going to save the 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 last question, the best question for Ivy. So I've got to circle around and give Zach or give Josh one more question because I saved this one for him specifically. Actually, I saved this one for Seamus. I Seamus has to answer this question. Seamus oh. and only Seamus can answer this question. Let me strap on my kilt. Is that how kilts work? I don't know. The more disturbing fact is that he's been walking around without his on. You, you got your downtime. I'm wearing me basketball shorts. <laughs> okay, Seamus. In Scotland, the land of your birth, a total stranger knocks at your door and requests this of you. You are legally obligated to say yes. What is it? All right, well, I'm hoping it's not a purple nurple. I... My granddaddy died of that. I... Let's see. Last neighbor I got, I shot him in the knee. He wanted to borrow a little cup of haggis and mayonnaise. I was all out. Let me see. I literally, I have to do it. It's probably like some little item I gotta give the laddie. In it. In it. In it. <laughs> I am legally. Yes, Seamus, yes. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, I don't like guessing. You're guessing you end up 42 miles from Portsmouth down the creek without a paddle. I'm going to say you are legally by law by the Scottish Queen Liza herself. You are legally required to give them a stamp, like an envelope stamp, not like step on their toes. <laughs> Nice of you to um, clarify. Actually, no, you are legally obligated to let them use your bathroom. Not my Scotland. <laughs> Not my Scotland. <laughs> oh, all right, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank, thank Bye, you, Seamus. Oh, I love you all. All right. <laughs> okay, Ivy. This, this is by far my favorite question, and I structured this whole game just so that I could use it. Oh my goodness, okay. So no pressure. No pressure. Here's your question for 20 points. I think so you would basically win the whole game if you get this. What is the Hildebrand rarity? What? The Hildebrand, H-I-L-D-E-B-R-A-N-D, rarity, as in it is rare. That wasn't the word that confused me. <laughs> Is. Bring honor to us, Ivy. I can't. I'm sorry. Please bring honor to us all. Please bring. Uh, is it like? This is gonna sound really stupid. Is it the Northern Lights? No, I don't think that sounds stupid. Aurora Borealis. It's definitely not that. It isn't. It isn't. I'm sorry, Sabrina. I'm disappoint. I'm a disappointment. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I don't even know why I'm a part of this podcast. I'm such a disappointment. <laughs> oh, come now. Oh, come now. They come say that to me every so time we record. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so much from you guys, though. The, the Mad Gasser of Mattoon was my favorite episode. I just loved that one. Just bring up the plague, bring up, bring up the Pope and some rats. We'll know what we're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Hildegard. Hey, can I can I guess before you give the answer? Have you Googled? No. 
I have not. Okay. Yes. Have you binged? Huh? Did you bing? Fair question. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, how dare you? Did you ask? I would rather you? suffer death. Yeah, I would. <laughs> hands of the Grim Reaper himself. Just had to check. Had to check. You're <laughs> right, Zach. You're the right. Hands of what? Grim, <laughs> the Grim Reaper himself. Oh, I thought you said the Sith. <laughs> the hands of the Sith. Darth Sidious <laughs> comes to my door and knocks. What is your guess, Sabrina? You have to let him use the bathroom. Oh, and he has square poo. And you know Palpatine <laughs> dropped square poos. That's why he had to take over the Empire. He's the other marsupial. When I saw that he had square poo, that's when he had to kill me. I feel like, so Hildebrand rarity, is this something related to a royal family and it's either like a, like a genetic trait or something like that? It, it could very well be. It is not, but that is an excellent oh, okay. guess. Okay, I was thinking I'd heard of that, but okay. This, this is like my favorite fact of the year. I love this so much. Josh, would you like to guess? Well, the brand Rarity. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin. Like what even like group Anywhere. Yeah, that's so, it, it's just so open. I, that's why I love it so much. Like it's an item? A thing, an event, a location, a shape of excrement. <laughs> We've done that. <laughs> well, repetition is the key to motherhood. <laughs> I have no clue. How to rear children guess. or? <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, I uh, ran out of, of guesses after the uh, Sith that's, square poop incident. <laughs> it is a James Bond short story. Hildebrand Rarity. One of the few that have never been made into a movie. If you thought that the scenarios for James Bond films were already too ridiculous, this is the one that didn't make the cut. So there was a book, I think it was in the early 60s, um, and I wish now that I had like saved this for to be on your guys' podcast. I was just thinking the same thing. You can say it. About it. Go ahead. Now <laughs> we've been spoiled. <laughs> there was, uh, so For Your Eyes Only was a short story collection um, of James Bond stories, and so they've used several of them. They used for your eyes only, obviously. And I think Quantum of Solace was in that one. And so there were two of them that they didn't use. One of them was like about Russian terrorists. So like classic James Bond territory. The Hildebrand rarity is where James Bond helps a drunk wife-beating millionaire to find a rare species of fish. The millionaire is that they're out on a boat. They're looking for this fish called the Hildebrand rarity. Uh, the millionaire is subsequently murdered with the rare fish stuffed in his mouth and no one cares. They, they dump his body in the ocean is like, well, that was unfortunate. <laughs> At the end of it? That's the story. Yeah. So it's just James Bond, the millionaire, his wife, and then like the boat captain. And so Roger Moore would eat that up. <laughs> what? So they wake up one morning and the guy's dead and they're like, okay, so it was either the boat captain or, um, or I don't know if it was the, the captain or like his friend or something or his wife. Turned out it was his wife. And yeah, so James Bond is like, all right. So he dumps the corpse over the side and they just go home. 
I feel right. like it could be like reworked into like a very like meta, like waiting for Godot sort of like them just talking, like trying to find this fish, or or it's James uh, Bond just slowly going insane. Mm-hmm. Over the but that. Why just did I him. say Aurora Borealis? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm having an existential crisis. You're close. It's not close at all. <laughs> why? Why do I host like a a rare fact podcast? We all because have there's no rare facts you don't know, <laughs> such as this one, which is very weird. I, very I, I loved this one so much. Yeah, it was. It just it made me so happy. I'd never heard of it before, and it's like, oh, that. They never pursued that one. Hmm. Wonder how many pitch meetings that that one went to. It's like, so uh, we've just finished with Goldeneye. I feel like now we could do this one. And even Pierce Brosnan was like, mm, no. <laughs> no fish. Uh, I wonder if Daniel Craig would come out of retirement just to do that one. As um, Benoit Blanc. Yeah, I would like yeah. that. <clears throat> that would be worth it. That should be the next uh, movie or the next plot with him. That's the only way you can get me to watch a new James Bond movie is if Benoit Blanc is James Bond instead, who can't like land a lady no matter how hard he tries. <laughs> Which is sad because Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc is like 10 times more attractive than he is as James Bond. <laughs> oh yeah, I as a man can agree with that. <laughs> the Benoit Blanc is attractive to everyone. <laughs> Not Daniel Craig. Not James Bond. Benoit Blanc. Yep. It's those glasses. It's those glasses. <laughs> the accents. The accents. So you guys feel free to use that on um, Don't Tell Me Things I Already Know. I shall. Now, this is delightful. This is like, <laughs> thank you, Charlotte. That was a fun game. I liked it. It's mm-hmm. a good yeah. range. We went from Wombat Poop to James Bond. Yes. Yep. I, was, I was saving it up just for that one. Man, <laughs> nice. my favorite fact of the year. <laughs> well, thank you for spitting out straight facts. And Zach and, uh, is the winner. What does he get? What did I win? Respect. <laughs> I hate respect. R E S P E C T. Well, uh, thank you, Sabrina and Ivy, for guest starring. I'm gonna try to wrap it up before Zach goes full Aretha Franklin on us. <laughs> suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it. <laughs> Very much. The next book, I forgot to mention this. The next book that we're going to be reading is ABC Murders. Uh, that's the next Ivy. book. If you could manage to return for that one, we would greatly appreciate it. I would love to. This has been a blast. We would oh, love thanks. to have you back. 